Sometimes I don't know how to answer questions about Christianity. Sometimes I get asked questions that I wonder myself. I know I don't have all the answers, and I trust the Bible to guide me. But for someone who doesn't believe in the Bible, where do I even start? Searching for God is a study package you can do alone or with a group. It'll walk you through some of the challenges you're facing from friends or family who don't understand your faith. Searching for God. Available at Zondervan.com. Globally, I want to become the woman that God has designed me to be. But day to day, I want to do what I want to do. I don't put my money where my mouth is. I want to continue to control my actions, my words, my environment. Like, I want to be in charge. And so it sounds bratty, but it is a sense of suffering to not do the old things. And I think that's what he's referring to here. Right. Like, don't, don't yes. do those cruddy things you used to do. Don't conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Like, for me, a lot of this is controlling my tongue because I can have a sharp tongue and hurt people's feelings. And you hurt me, there's a little bit of satisfaction that I have a quick tongue and I can get you right back. But that's not right. That's hard, you know, for me to just bite that back. Hi, this is Holly and welcome to Study with Friends. This week we start a new series on the book of 1 Peter and we're learning how this book teaches us about suffering in the context of our faith. If you miss any part of this program or if you want to hear it again, please get to our website, studywithfriends.org, and type Peter in the search box. You can listen there online or search us on your favorite streaming service like Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, or Stitcher. That's studywithfriends.org. Let's start our study of First Peter. Today we're going to talk about First Peter. Um, I have Amy. This is a big, big crowd. For me, this is a big crowd. It's a full table. Amy, Romy, Gianna, and Caitlin, who will all introduce themselves in just a minute. I'm Holly, and uh, married 20-plus years to awesome kids, plus some extras who hang out a lot, (laughs) and uh, excited to study the Word with you this morning. I'm Amy Lamb, and I am a business owner, And I have two teenage boys who keep getting older and older and older, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really looking forward to this study. It's a great one. Good, I'm glad. Hi, I'm Romy Dale. I have a 19-year-old daughter and a 21-year-old son. And of course, I am still 29. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'd like to think. But... um, yeah, so I echo what Amy's saying, and this is a really good one for me because this is something I really struggle with mm. in terms of uh, talking about my faith, especially with non-believers and mm-hmm. how to go about it and all that fun stuff. Thanks for so thanks for letting me join today. Yeah, no, it's good. Thanks for coming. Hi, I'm Gianna, and I don't have any children because I am a child. Um, <laughs> I'm 18. I'm going to Wheaton College. Uh, and I'm really excited to be here and do study. It's going to be fun. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm 18, and I'm going to be attending Arcadia University. And uh, as well, I am excited for this study because it is a good one. <laughs> you guys just so coughed. We just don't know what to do. My introduction. <laughs> That's all right. And stuff comes out through the through the course of our time together. Let's open in prayer, and then we'll jump into a First Peter. Thank you, God, for this time for your word and for the fellowship of believers that helps us unpack it 
understand it better, articulate it to each other, explain it to each other. Um, by our examples to each other, we learn and we grow. We thank you so much for godly friends and for for the fellowship that you provide through the Holy Spirit among our, our friend groups. We ask you to go before us this morning, just um, order our words, that they be glorifying to you. Help us really to learn, and as we learn, help anyone listening to learn as well. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. So we just we just finished a study in the book of Mark. The book of Mark, the gospel of Mark, is Peter's gospel story. Uh, the disciple Peter, who you hear a lot about in the gospels and also in the book of Acts. Um, and he recounts his story to Mark with a focus on Jesus as a suffering servant. And so we really unpacked that. You can find that study, of course, on our website, studywithfriends.org. Just go to the search box and type in Mark. You'll be able to find that and really and really see how we unpacked this suffering servant um, portrait. Uh, one of the things that we mentioned during that Bible study and also the previous study we did on Matthew is that each gospel is cohesive. It's the story of Jesus, but each one shines a light in a different way. Matthew shines a light of Jesus as the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy. And Mark shines a light on Jesus as a suffering servant, which is really counter to what most people expected in the Messiah. And so really good studies. If you want to read, read those or do those with your small group, we would love for you to do that. Let us know how it goes. And so now we're leading into the book of 1 Peter, which doesn't follow right after the Gospel of Mark, obviously, in your uh, Bible, and uh, as long as it's ordered as most Bibles normally are. But um, we're, I think there's some logic to doing it next because um, in some ways the book of 1 Peter is a bit of a continuation of the message of Mark's gospel because in 1 Peter, uh, the apostle Peter speaks to um, early Christians about the suffering that they're going to incur and how to sort of behave in that, in the context of that suffering, um, sort of suffering in the context of faith and faith in the context of suffering. And so it's a really instructive it's a really short book. It's only five chapters. Um, and it's a really instructive book on really any kind of adversity or, you know, road bumps or suffering that you experience as a believer. And so we're going to first talk about um, the global message of the book. And then I have in mind a particular verse that I'd like to focus on, uh, which Romy alluded to. She did a little teaser um because she did the homework uh which also you can find at studywithfriends.org <laughs> and uh search this study uh in the search box just uh type in the word peter or one peter first peter uh okay so we'll go through um the bible verses in the discussion guide and then uh we'll we'll go into um the first peter three passage that i want to focus on a little bit if we can. Okay, so what I'd like to do as we go through these passages is really ask two questions of each one. What does this passage teach me about suffering in general? 
And what does this passage teach me about suffering for my faith, suffering in my faith? Um, how does it? How do you think these passages fit with what I've explained to be the theme of First Peter? So, uh, can we just go around the table and read them and and reflect, or do you want all of them? Uh, yeah, we'll read them all. There's not that many, right? Is that okay? Or do you guys want to pick out your favorites? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, fourteen. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I think it'll be okay. Go for it. We'll watch the time. Okay, so uh, can I start with you, Aim? Sure. First uh, Peter one three through nine. First Peter one three through nine. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Mm. Okay. Can we, I see you have a lot of notes. Would you like to share your notes on that? Or would anybody like to share their notes on that passage? So for me, just answering the questions, you know, what does this teach me about suffering in general? And what does it teach me specifically about suffering in my faith? It's amazing how these passages, you know, have great insight into how you're supposed to act when you're suffering and how you're supposed to be, even though usually when you're suffering, you're very selfish Mm. and all you can think about is yourself and not much else. Mm. So for me, it was um, a highlight for me was that it was an unperishable inheritance. Mm an inheritance that can never perish. So you have to keep that in your mind that... Like what you're going through is temporary. It's temporary. And mm. you need to keep your eye on what's what's the most important. Mm, that's good. And um, the fact that this is greater than gold or anything on this earth that we would think is, you know, worthy of striving for, um, this is greater than any of that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so we suffer so that it may be proved um, genuine that what we're going through and what um, with Christ is, is genuine. Yeah, our response to it mm-hmm. proves our genuineness. Mm, that's good. Okay. Yeah, G. To what you said about the temporary nature of our suffering, it just reminded me of a really helpful um, speaker that I once saw that really like, it's so cliche and I hate to say it but it really did change my outlook on life um it it, he had this huge he was on a big stage he had this enormous rope and it was like all white and the the very 
he had like maybe two inches of red tape on the one side and he was and he, he was talking about how long the rope was he said this is your entire life and this red part is what you spend on earth and i was like well that's smart because that's you know 80 90 years hopefully and uh you know i'm complaining about something that's been going on a month mm. and it's like you know like just sort of puts in perspective the fact that we have eternity to you know we have we have eternity to not just to look forward to but to exist in and we're you know worried about something that's even something that's going on for six months a year it feels very long but in the grand scheme of things it is not even you couldn't even see it on Mm -hmm. the rope Mm -hmm. it's not even it's barely even there and that's how god sees not that he you know minimizes our suffering but he's like dude this is not even a little bit long like Mm -hmm. i've been existing since the beginning of time like and so will we we will go on yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's just I thought that was I think that, pertinent. I think that probably. That's a really good visual, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's that a really, really good speaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember his name. <laughs> I saw that too. I Did remember. You? Yeah. Was yeah, that at Chapel? Like, no, it was at like church? a video. It was, yeah, it was a video um, that we saw. Video. I think I saw it in Chapel. Maybe. Not, you, were there, you weren't there. I wasn't, it wasn't in Chapel. I saw it, but it, it, it was definitely a video. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we. Ha- I, want, I, I don't wonder. I know that we as humans don't think a lot about our eternity versus our temporal condition. But I wonder how we, how do you think we can be more aware of, of our eternal condition? I, I don't know, but I gotta say, I don't know how I got there, but once I did, it's fantastic. I can't tell you how I got to the point where I was like, but once you realize that stuff is gonna, you're, I mean, we're all going to die. And we're all, you know, this, those sitting at this table, I, I hope, are all going to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's just stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Stuff happens. And I'm like, yeah, but that's okay. And it's just like. It's freeing. It's insanely freeing. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I wish I could tell you how I got there. I don't know. But. Um, well, I would suggest maybe the Holy Spirit. You know, and if we feel like we're stuck in what Amy said, like this sort of six inches all you can see is six inches in front of your face because of circumstances you're in i think prayer can un unleash this better perspective because the holy spirit uh the holy spirit doesn't forget that we are eternal and can remind us and i think amy that's a really good really good insight that you pulled out of that does anybody else want to comment on the first passage i have in the the homework all right rome will you read first peter 1 13 through and through 15 i am reading out of nlt so just fyi that's mm, new living translation it's the one i like to use so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when jesus christ is revealed to the world so you must live as god's obedient children don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. All right, how about comments on that? What what jumped out at you from that passage? Anybody? I'm going to just paraphrase that and say taking off your old self and putting on your new self, mm-hmm. um, which is not as easy to do as we would like to think it is. 
Yeah, it's really almost impossible. Can only so, be accomplished again through the Holy Spirit. Right. So, and not slipping back into your old ways. I think we all try to live in our new self, but it's so easy to get pulled back into old habits and old patterns of thinking and doing and living and to to be able to actually do that is a complete dependence on God and the Holy Spirit through prayer. It to totally get you is. To do that. I was looking Completely. for the verse that says put on Christ and we did a study. We did a whole study about that. Right. Because it's not an easy thing. It's not like you just snap your fingers, wake up and put it on like a coat every morning. And I'd only add to that to say, especially in American culture and especially with the generation, I mean, with any generation really, we're so accustomed to things being so quick and easy and you, yeah. we want everything immediate. Yeah. And that process, I think the expectation has to be set that it's not that. It's yeah. not, I wake up one morning and here's my new self. Mm-hmm. It is a process of your walk in trying to do that. And I think sometimes we want to believe or or try for that instant fix, mm-hmm. like, okay. Or we wish. Or we wish, yes. Because we can see clearly, oh, no, right. this is not good about me. I would like that to go away right now. Yeah, and that's where faith comes in. Yeah. I mean, that whole transformation of trying to do that is really what our faith is all about. Mm-hmm. And the exchange between us and our yieldedness and God doing it in us. Yes. Because we hold Submitting. on. We say we want to <laughs> let go of something, but then in truth, we end up in some way holding on to it. And I think most of us want to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of that is just submitting mm-hmm, all of that and, mm-hmm. and being able to let go of that. Yeah, I agree. You know, much like Gianna was saying earlier with the rope and that thing you're going through in time, you have to let that go and give it to God in order to... Move forward. Mm -hmm. So would you say that in the context of suffering, there's a, there's an amount of suffering that comes along with being sanctified in your faith. So if sanctification is the process of God making you, transforming you more into the image of his son, if that's sanctification, if that's the process we're talking about, how we grow into more what God wants us to be as, as we allow him to, Mm -hmm. do so in us as that process happens would you say there's an amount of suffering there oh of course tell me more about that anybody you know I think I love Gianna's visual and and I what I wanted to say earlier is the fact that she's 18 and (laughs) she has some mature outlook on that there are people that spend their lives trying to get to that place that she was talking about. So amen to that, Gianna, that mm. you've got that <laughs> figured out because I'm still trying to figure that out. But <laughs> all that being said, um, how do I articulate the suffering that goes along with that transformation is for me personally, I'm just going to speak to myself. It's the letting go. It's the letting go and not trying to control it and suffering in a moment because something didn't go right or a dream wasn't fulfilled or your prayer wasn't answered. Well, let it go. Give it to God. Let, let God guide that next step, whatever Mm -hmm. he has Mm -hmm. planned for you. Mm -hmm. And that, that moment of suffering and in, in the control piece, I think, and the letting go is, if you ask me, that's my 
my walk in that. I'm going to share that with you. From I'll be transparent too to say the suffering for me comes in not doing what I want to do. Right. I'm like bratty. Yeah. I mean, I want it, I globally I want to become the woman that God has designed me to be. But like day to day, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't put my money where my mouth is. I want to continue to control my actions, my words, my environment. Like I want to be in charge. And so it sounds bratty, but it is a sense of suffering to not do the old things. And I think that's what he's referring to here. Like don't, don't do those cruddy things you used to do. Don't conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Like for me, a lot of this is controlling my tongue because I can have a sharp tongue and hurt people's feelings. And there's a little bit of satisfaction in that. <laughs> if you hurt me, like yeah. there's a little bit of satisfaction that I have a quick tongue and I can get you right back. But that's not right. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. And um, that's hard, you know, for me to just fight that back. And so these are little things I think that, you know, some of us have, we all have different struggles, but I think Peter, this is the great thing about scripture. And many times it's so encompassing that you can see yourself in it. Even though all our struggles are totally different, you can see your struggle in this passage. So are there more comments you want to make about? Just want to make a comment on what you said about the evil desires. You know, it feels good. It does. It Sin feels, feels good, good or Sin else people feels wouldn't. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or else people would stop doing it yeah. very easily. It feels satisfying. It feels, and sometimes it feels right. You feel like I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. who doesn't love to be yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, I feel like that's a whole nother study. Oh, I feel right. like we're going to pull up. Okay. So, Leave it to first, me. Leave first it to Peter one thirteen, a whole new study. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to first Peter one, uh, just verse 22. Gianna, would you read that? Sure. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. So what do you think the deal is with maybe what's the suffering element in there? Do you find a suffering element in that verse? Absolutely. I do not like people. And and this verse is calling you to, you know, love one another and, and, and earnestly, not, you know, be nice to everybody. That's what Jesus wants you to do. It's like have a legitimate unconditional love. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> I hard. I don't like her. Like, I don't want to be her friend. I don't want to love her. And like, uh, yeah, that's absolutely something I struggle with daily with certain people. I'm just like, I know that I'm supposed to love them. And I know that I'm supposed to be Jesus. And not, and not on a superficial level, legitimately care about a person. But it is very, very difficult to care about people that you don't like. Hey, it's Holly again. This is the part where I remind you that our ministry is supported by donations and ask you to prayerfully consider helping to financially support the ministry of Study with Friends. But guess what? In this particular study, you'll hear us talk a little bit about a book called Searching for God, recently published by Zondervan and available on their website or ours. It's a great resource for equipping yourself in the way that 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us. It says, be prepared to give an answer 
to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Searching for God is for individual or group study, and it'll walk you through some of the challenges that you're facing from the culture and maybe friends or family who don't understand your faith. It'll help you have the confidence you need to have those conversations in an informed but loving way. You can get this book, Searching for God, on our website, studywithfriends.org. And that supports our ministry too, so that's a win-win. I hope you take a moment to visit our website. You'll find a lot of free resources there as well. That's studywithfriends.org. See you next time we study with friends. Sometimes I don't know how to answer questions about Christianity. Sometimes I get asked questions that I wonder myself. I know I don't have all the answers, and I trust the Bible to guide me. But for someone who doesn't believe in the Bible, where do I even start? Searching for God is a study package you can do alone or with a group. It'll walk you through some of the challenges you're facing from friends or family who don't understand your faith. Searching for God. Available at Zondervan.com.